one. Um, <laughs> I don't know who burped there, but that was sweet. Uh, today is Thursday, October 27th, uh, 2021 from South Boston. Um, we're actually doing a second podcast this week. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, and we're joined by the lads in the discord. So guys, welcome to the show. It's glad to have you. We do these semi-annually whenever en- enough people badger me enough, especially Logan to be like, let's do this, Kevin. Yes, sir. So, um, I appreciate that. I need that kind of motivation. Um, but thank you guys for joining. Uh, I will just go around the room. Everybody can introduce themselves uh, and then we'll get started with the pod. We have some great soccer topics to talk about today. Ronald Coleman getting the sack. Um, Josh Cavallo coming out as the first openly gay professional soccer player um, in the for men's. And yeah, we got all sorts of stuff. Does Oli deserve to still have a job? We can talk about that. Um, but yeah, we'll go around the room. Uh, we'll start with JD. JD, go ahead. What up? Uh, I'm JD. I am one half of the EPL Boys podcast. Uh, very good friends of the lads as they are friends of ours. We would not be a podcast if not for the lads podcast. Uh, I don't know where the fuck Matt is, um, but yeah, follow us. <laughs> but first, follow lads if you don't already. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, but yeah, I'm JD. Uh, I'm here to spit some shit about the Premier League and others. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, JD. Glad to have you. Um, and join the Discord so you can come hang out with us and do this kind of thing. You know, anyone's welcome. Uh, we'll go over to Neil. Neil, what's going on, man? Good evening. Uh, my name's Neil. I am the resident New Jersey guy of the Discord, also a mod, so respect my authority. <laughs> and I'm mod. a massive Arsenal fan. But as Kevin and JD said, come join the Discord, follow the lads on Instagram, come hang out. Cool. All right, Neil. I enjoyed that Unai inter- introduction there. It's much appreciated. Uh, we'll go to the other. Uh, we have several other Arsenal fans, but another Arsenal fan who's also in the Discord, Andy. Welcome. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Kevin. Thank you. My name is Andy. I'm a big Arsenal fan, just like Neil and Kevin. I'm also a big Columbus Crew fan. Got my Glory to Columbus shirt on right now. No, not a whole lot to be thankful for when it comes to the, the <laughs> Columbus crew front, but they're at least one in three to one. They're being Orlando city right now. So that's, that's pretty good. And like everybody else has said, can't say enough for the uh, lads discord. It's a great community. That's how that's why I'm on the podcast. I'm just a, a regular there. I don't have my own podcast or anything. So everybody there is great. And then come and hang out. Cool. Yeah. Andy, you're, we're glad to hang out with you, you know, daily and, you know, our is actually doing pretty good now. So it's not as depressing to be, you know, a gooner. So okay. I jinxed us. I did jinx us. I mean, there, didn't I? Um, I mean, the, what's the line? It's, it's the hope that kills you. Yes. And <laughs> but it, it, I am, I am feeling a little optimistic right now. Uh, we'll see how long that lasts. Okay. Uh, let's move on to fish fan Four Twenty. Um, reveal yourself. <laughs> Um, hey i'm brian um i'm the resident west ham and fish fan in the discord um fun fact i by the end of the year i will see in 17 fish shows this year um (laughs) and um go listen to my band uh moss tongue we sound nothing like fish yeah it's kind of crazy like (laughs) listening to your band and your favorite band completely different oh yeah not even close well, I'm a I'm a big fan of Moss Tongue. Uh, Brian's band is fucking sick. I've seen them a few times. They are in the Boston area, um, and yeah, that. Thank you, Brian. Okay, let's go over to Logan. Uh, Logan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, please introduce yourself. You're welcome. Um, I started the Discord, so 
again. You're welcome. Because this is kind of my fault. I have to take. You're going to take that to your death. I have Thank to take you. responsibility for this. Someone has to. But uh, me and JD both are the resident Liverpool fans. So we are uh, entering this with smiles on faces and just in wonderful moods. But yeah, uh, definitely join the Discord if you haven't already. It is incredible. It's awesome. Do it. Do it now. Like right now. Just stop listening. Come back. It'll We're level three. Still be here. We're level three. Yeah, we are. We, do we? We have banners. We have fucking like emojis. That are great. It's. It's not. They're not emojis. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Jesus, I'm a fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking. I'm a fucking boomer, man. <laughs> yeah, just just join. It's great. Uh, I'm also a. Uh, I guess satellite Orlando fan because I was forced to be. But the MLS is fake anyway, so who cares? Hmm. That Sorry. that is that is true, and I should post more about the Discord online because every time I do, we get a couple more, and I just do it whenever again someone tells me to. So, um, thank you, Logan. Thank you for uh, being a part of the show. And last but not least, um, residential bonky badger, please reveal yourself. Hi, I'm Nicholas. Uh, I write for the pod sometimes on uh, you know the website. Go check the website out. Pretty cool. Um, try to do one article a month. Um, I'm the resident Bundesliga fan. I'm a Dortmund fan at heart and uh we actually have kind of a little bit of a Dortmund crew hang or uh, not a Dortmund but a Bundesliga fan group growing we have Paul and some others in there so uh yeah if you're a Bundesliga fan you will get your Bundesliga talk in there you got a Bayern fan an Eintracht Frankfurt fan and a Dortmund fan so uh definitely come hang out if you're a Bundesliga fan well, Nicholas, thank you so much. You must have loved the result today uh, against Bayern then. So uh, maybe, oh, yeah, yes. we'll, yeah, we, we can uh, touch upon that a little bit. Uh, they played a team I'll never be able to pronounce. Um, okay, guys, let's get into the show. Uh, we have uh, several different topics that I'd like to cover that we didn't do on our uh, Wednesday show. Um, and again, uh, just raise your hand if you want to comment on it. I'll say a little bit and then, uh, you know, I'll call around the room if anyone wants to add anything. So the opening topic I'd like to get into is involving uh, Adelaide United. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that club name correctly. They're in Australia, but uh, one of their players, Josh Cavallo, has come out publicly as gay. He's now the only gay top flight male player currently active in world football. Um and overwhelmingly, I felt as though like uh, social media um, was overwhelmingly supportive. It felt like a very positive day where, you know, we have seen the dumpster and the fucking sewer that can be Twitter and social media. And sure, there were some people coming out um, saying like, who cares? Like only thing that should matter. He's a, a footballer or a soccer player. Um, this is a big deal um, for one. Like statistically, there's should have been already an openly gay player based on like world population. There are probably other uh, openly or not openly gay, but there are probably other gay players playing in professional leagues around the world. Um, and we have dealt with uh, longstanding uh, homophobia in male sports. We've dealt with, you know, all sorts of things that have caused these players to feel insecure and not be able to express themselves fully. So yeah, this is a big deal. And hopefully he has said that it hopes that other players will come forward as well. And, you know, I, I'm just, you know, very happy to see this happen. And I'm just upset that it took this long, but you know, we'll hop around the room, see what everyone else thinks. Uh, I see JD's hands up. So JD, go ahead. You want to open up? So I just want to say like um, a couple years ago, Robbie Rogers came out as openly gay in the MLS for the LA galaxy. And I, I think the reception was overall positive, but it didn't really get too much like media attention as much as it should have. Not that it needs to, it, it shouldn't have to have the light shown on it so much, 
but I, I think people kind of forgot. And then, like you said, with, with, with the amount of leagues, with the amount of players, it, it, it should be a more accepted thing. And, and players mm. shouldn't be afraid to, to step out of, of the shadows, really. I, I, at this point, like it, it's crazy to think that we should, that it should be called up the shadows. And I, I don't mean that in a bad light. I just mean more players should be coming out like at this point. And, and it's great. It's great to see a professional player take this step. We've seen it in the NFL recently. Mm. I think it was with one of the Raiders players. But yes. I, this is this is good. This is very good. Yeah, um, I feel as though players have been scared, you know, will they not get a starting spot? Will the other players, you know, not accept them? And, you know, um, I think that's been a big worry uh, for um, a lot of players who are gay uh, playing professional, uh, not only professional soccer, but other sports. But yeah, Logan, I see your hands up. Go ahead. What do you have to say? Uh, I just I just hope this is like more. I, I hope it turns into a domino effect where like one person like being the first one to do it will help other people find the courage um to come out and be open about it and it really like in my opinion like this it's i hate how it it becomes a big deal whenever it's like it shouldn't be because at the end of the day like it is his business and like he should he should Mm. feel comfortable enough to be able to say that without it needing to gain so much attention being like oh my god look at this guy he's he's openly gay and it's like to me, I just wish that we were in a spot to where it isn't such a massive deal. I wish that we could just as a sport be like, that's awesome for you and not give it like a bunch of media attention and not treat it like it's weird because it's not weird. It's just your sexuality. It's who mm-hmm. you are as a person. I just I hope that this will help us transition to that part, like help us get there at some point. We like we have to start somewhere, and I hope that this is the start of us going in, in that direction where it becomes normal and not seen as like a kind of like an obscure thing, which it kind of feels like the media is treating it as, at least at this point. Yeah, um, I feel like the media's interpretation is, you know, a really big deal. Like you're saying mm-hmm. that could they possibly twist this and turn it into something when we should be trying to not only normalize this, but you know. Um, where I mean, I the thought when you said that when you said that to me it was almost when I was thinking like back in the Premier League. I mean, until really Arsene Wenger and some other progressive coaches started getting players that were like non English, uh, non English players playing the Premier League, and that took a while for that even for that to happen. Um, yeah, and you know to see how far we've come. I mean, I think even back in like the sixties and seventies, like women weren't even allowed to go to games in the Premier League. Like it was just the only yeah. men. And then finally that was accepted. So um, Andy, I see your hand is up. I'm going to hop over to you. Uh, thank you for your patience. Go ahead. What do you got on this? Oh, oh no problem. It's just uh, like what Logan was saying, you hope uh, Tavalo's announcement today does kind of start a bit of a domino effect. And I think you've kind of seen a bit of a domino effect when it comes to uh, athletes feeling like they can come out as gay and it being accepted. Maybe not, necessarily just in soccer but jd mentioned there's a there's a co-football player right now in the nfl mm-hmm. um i think there's i don't know if he's actually in the the main or if he's in the nhl or if he's just in one of the farm teams i know there's a, a hockey player in the states that has also come out as gay and just a couple of years ago there was another australian football player who came out as gay so i think you're you're slowly starting to see more and more players just across just athletes in general feel like they're it, it that it's okay that they can come out and be accepted. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, hopefully it continues. You see it picking up steam because now it's maybe right now you see like 
one athlete a year across the major sports come out. So hopefully you'll start to see like, okay, we'll get a couple in each sport and you'll just, yeah. So they start seeing, having it build up speed or build up steam. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, like Logan said, it won't even be, you know, or yeah. And like Logan said in a few years, it won't even be a big deal when someone comes out, it'd just be, it it just won't be news. It'll just be accepted and it won't, yeah. Players won't have to feel the need to keep it a secret. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, cause like I, I remember back to whenever Michael Sam in the NFL was drafted 2014 and he was openly gay when he was drafted and the media just wouldn't leave the poor guy alone. Like every mm. single thing he did on the football field, every single time he didn't play this, that everything was super under a microscope constantly. And he was treated like this alien when in reality, it's not weird. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be treated that way. I just, I just, mm. but at least that's was like seven years ago too. And we have as like like our media has gotten better and not treating them and like that and making them feel weird about it. Like we have gotten better. I just, we need mm. to keep getting better and we need to keep improving. And so far I've really enjoyed their reaction from other footballers, teams. I've seen, I know Liverpool put out tweets, other teams put out tweets like supporting this man and his decision. I, I hope that we see a lot more people doing that. I think Jared PK came out on Twitter and was backing him. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've really enjoyed this reaction in contrast to previous ones from other years. Yeah, I I, I definitely think uh, the overall support has been massive too, especially that you see big clubs, big name players and stuff like that. Um, Brian, uh, Nicholas or Neil, do you guys have anything you'd like to add? If not, that's totally fine. I'm just hopping around. Uh, Neil, uh, go ahead. What do you, What do you want to say? One thing I want to add is he's a young dude. Cause when mm-hmm. the story broke, I was like, Oh, maybe he's his mid twenties, like early thirties. No, he's 21 years old. So mm-hmm. for someone that young and early in their career to make such a ginormous step for them, nothing but respect and appreciation. And I hope he has a very long and fruitful career in Australia. Mm-hmm. Hashtag shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I do want to pose a quick question uh, that came up while we were doing this. Um, do you feel as though um, until, and this is no slight at Josh Cavallo, I, I think, I, I, you know, he's a professional footballer. He's an incredible athlete for Australia. Um, we'll probably play for the Australian national team. I don't know much about him. Um, but my question is, do you feel as though um, we won't really see uh, major progression in this, you know, area until like a major player that is very mainstream um, come out as like uh, gay um, or whatever it may be. Do you feel as though like when a Messi or Ronaldo or a Neymar, like a, a, a big face, do you think uh, that'll do it? Or do you feel as though it's just going to be like, like Logan mm-hmm. others have said, like a slow progression. I see, I'm going to go to Nicholas real quick. I see his hand is up. So go ahead. Kind of feels like this is the moment. I mean, I'm. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to say anything, and because I, I kind of basically agree with everything Logan said about the topic. I mean, this is the moment. I think um, it's the player that's at an age that kind of encompasses the generation coming through right now, and encompasses what we're going to be thinking in the next 10, 15 years. And he's going to be a player for now, for the future, for everything. And it's Adelaide United. It's a top-flight Australian team. I mean, these guys are no joke. I mean, I, I, there's a channel I watch on YouTube. There's a guy that plays FIFA that's a big Adelaide United fan. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is definitely the precipice of, I mean, 
JD, I think it was JD talked about previous cases of people coming out, but like, I feel like this is definitely the, the time this is, it is, we've turned a the bit moment. of a corner with this one. And I think, I don't think it has to be a big player. I think this allows bigger players to come out um, and yeah. be more comfortable with the situation. Yeah. Mm. His age is a big deal. Like him being 21 born in the year of like 2000, like that's a big deal for, like you said, like the newer generation coming forward. And I think it's, I think this, because like you, you kind of have to have progression for like the big players. If, if there is a big player that is um, homosexual to come out, you kind of, I feel like there needs to be like progression in a way. It's, I feel like it would be such a shock if somebody like Mbappe just came out as gay mm. tomorrow. Like, I feel like the media would turn it into like a Michael Sam situation, like insane. So I mm. think like you kind of need these, these like steps to kind of build up to that which I mm. think this will definitely help that moving forward. Mm. It's unfortunate that we do. <laughs> like you said, yeah, we need it steps. does yeah. um, And, you know, I hope more players, you know, because of uh, Josh Cavallo, I think it's a very brave thing to do that um, and be the first, I mean, not the first, like JD had mentioned, but, you know, the currently active player um, to do that. So I hope more players feel more comfortable coming out either uh, trans, queer, homosexual, whatever it may be. But yeah, um, I didn't mean to start off this. Usually this is a pretty loose show. We started off. No, man. We support <laughs> the LGBTQ plus here at Latin No, no, I know. I just, that's what we do. Kev, you know, didn't just, even, you didn't even say what you were drinking. Like, oh yeah. Uh, an, another Noka. We're sponsored by no, no, I'm just kidding. We're, uh, Noka, no carbonation, boozy water, watermelon. Ooh, I know, I know I'm sponsored. Ooh, yeah. I'm sponsored. I know, I know, Natty. I know the people mm. that started that company. Um, oh yeah, you do. I remember I was yeah. drinking that with you, Brian. Holy shit! Yeah, shout out, shout out, Brian's friend who started Noka. Give me free. Shout out, Brian's sponsor, friend. Sponsor me. Um, okay, I'm gonna pop a seltzer. Brian, do you know who started Na- Natural Light? Can they sponsor me? No, but I can try to figure that out for you. It was it was Anheuser <laughs> Bush. It was yeah. Anheuser Bush. <laughs> Mr. Right. Bush himself. Mr. Bush, Mr. Anheuser Bush. Yeah, Brian's got a guy. I like a guy who's got a guy. Um, <laughs> got a lot of guys. Um, all right, guys, let's hop on to the next subject. Um, Ronald Orlando Coleman, Barcelona. Um, yes, we are going to talk about uh, Barcelona. We'll get into Acardi and his uh, wife, whatever um, drama afterwards. <laughs> um, and but no, 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 no. I really want to talk about the Ronald. Komen regime where it went wrong uh where it went you know okay um i don't know i feel as ronald Komen um isn't a great manager i think he's been okay at barcelona not to you know the crazy expectations that are for that club um losing messi will decimate any side <laughs> i'll say it hot take um and he's also dealt with a lot of injuries so um but at this point barcelona is not looking great i think it was they've lost the past three out of four matches, something like that. So it, it seemed about time for old Ronald Coleman to go. Javi is apparently up for the next job. He just won another trophy somewhere in the Middle East, everywhere he's been coaching. But um seems like he's the incumbent uh, manager coming in. Um, I'll go around the room. Put a hand up if you have anything on it uh, on the whole Ronald Coleman situation. All right, we'll go to uh, we'll go to Nicholas first. I think I saw his hand, and then Logan. So, being a Dortmund fan, I have a little bit of a unique perspective seeing Dembele go that way. Um, this is quite a 
build up to this. I mean, this is not just Ronald Coleman. This is not just anything. I mean, this guy should have been fired this summer. Honestly, I can't believe they went forward with him. It's kind of the same situation with Ali. I mean, it's kind of, how do you go forward with a manager that isn't doing anything for you? Um, Ronald Coleman is dealing with injuries. He's dealing with the Serginho Dest who decided to sky two goals in a row in two different games, one in the El Clasico and one this week against, I think, Viacano. So, I mean, it was just, he's in this like blender of severe debt, lack of players, lack of tactics, at least it seems like. And he's in this position where his players are so also are not performing suddenly. They were playing very well at the beginning of the season. And then they just decided to not do it anymore. And Memphis Depay, I mean, he's it's been incredible. But, you know, you keep moving forward and it's like, yikes. Yeah. Um, and Sergio Aguero, has he been the ad? I mean, he just played like his first game like the other day, correct? Um, and he got a goal I think in the AL Classico. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where does Barcelona go next? Uh, what do we do? Oh, okay. Um, I, I mean, if you want to, Logan, if you want to respond to the Ronald Koeman first, and if you want to transition into that, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I do kind of feel bad for Koeman because when he took over like that, it, it was already like the signs are already on the wall, like Barcelona's a sinking ship. He just unfortunately went down with the ship, I feel, or at least he went down first. I, I don't know. I just do kind of feel bad for him, but at the end of the day, he just wasn't Barcelona standard. I think bringing in a guy like Xavi will at least like appease the fans. I don't think he'll do necessarily better at the first season. Of course not. He's super, super inexperienced, but at least because like the fans are going to get mad at Xavi. They're just not going to, you know what I mean? They're going to give him a lot more chances than they're going to give Komen. I just feel like Komen has just been on borrowed time for the last like six months is at least it's how it's felt. Um, And then them losing to Rayo Valcano. Though it's funny, they're higher than them in the table right now. Anyway, <laughs> so like, are like really like you're you're below that team and you're losing to them. Like that's just not Barcelona standard. It just isn't. Yeah, you need they're to mid. Be they're mid table. Yeah, mid. they're like ninth in the table. They are the epitome of mids. And whenever you've been accustomed to being top two, top three, constantly going deep in the Champions League, like, they might miss Champions League. They might be playing in the Conference League. Against Wi-Fi Code FC teams next year and Tottenham, it's bad. Yeah. Well, it's probably bad. not Tottenham, but um... it's, it's not good. So moving forward, I think Javi is a good pick. Ten Hag, the manager at Ajax, as well. He's been getting a lot of um, a lot of talk about him transitioning over because he's just done such a good job at Ajax over the last couple of seasons. But I just feel like that's a hard move to get done in the middle of the season when Ajax are trying to win the Eredivisie. So. They're in a weird spot. I don't know what they're going to do. Tomorrow is going to be a big kind of telling point of what they actually are looking at in the future. But it's not it's not good for Barca. It's not going to get much better over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. How do we fix this? How do we fix Barcelona? We have, don't have any if, money. Yeah. Well, they're <laughs> trying to start a, they're trying to start another Super League to quell that. But yeah. Neil, I see your uh, hand is up. Um, your thoughts on the whole Barcelona situation? I think one of the routes they have to go is you have to go back to where it started. Their academy system, La Masia, yeah. is, used to be renowned as one of the best in the world. And you look at all the players they've pumped out, Messi, Xavi, Iniesta, and now you have the new generation coming forward. I don't remember any of their names, but they're all very good, young, talented players. 
who are going to represent the club for hopefully a long time, unless they pull the classic, sell them and put the buyback clause and they come back. So I think Mm. you have to start back to basics like that. And I was actually reading about this this morning. The one thing I found interesting was the second favorite to take over is Roberto Martinez, the current Belgian manager. Oh, he I sucks. I hate he him. does. But I think like he wouldn't be a bad option to steady the ship. And then you bring in Chavi right. to fully improve because the other thing with Chavi is, so he's coaching in, I believe Saudi Arabia at a club called Al Samad. Mm-hmm. And he has a Barcelona break clause in his contract. So he can leave for Barcelona anytime he wants while he's under contract with them. Mm-hmm. So I'll take think, him. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll take him. But it also, when you go back to the academy, if you have someone like Xavi as the manager, he's someone who's Barcelona DNA through and through. He's got football and heritage labs. <laughs> Imagine all the young academy players coming up thinking like this is someone who I've idolized and I can't wait to play yeah. under them. So I think that would be a good boost for them. But also they just gotta figure out how to get rid of their debt, man. They're like they're like the yeah. USA right now. It's like over a billion odd euros. They want to redo the the camp new too. So you gotta kind of like cut the crust off the shit sandwich if you're gonna stop. <laughs> well, from from all I've been seeing and understanding is that the Cam New's been a little looking a little empty lately. It's not been looking yeah, too hot, you know, of, from kind of an ugly stadium, yeah. Yeah. So I saw JD's hand was up. Uh JD, what are your thoughts on this? So <laughs> to, to take off the fact that the new camp has been very empty. I think you gotta fill those seats. And the only way you do that is you swap Komen. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Komen going to Manchester United. <laughs> Freaky Friday. Yeah. Ole going Komen to Barcelona. Could, could, you, could you imagine Ronald Komen at, at, at United and then Ole going the other way at Barcelona? They're like the same manager. So, yeah, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> I, easily. I, it, it would. I That would break the internet. Yeah. And I, I'm all here. I'm all here for it. Oh my I, I, I'm sitting pretty on my Liverpool couch here. And you can, sir, keep the same, you can keep the same memes for both of them. Like, yeah, I think. It, yeah, mean, exactly. Like I like I, I I would love if Ole was the Manchester United coach for for the next decade, but it won't happen. Let's be realistic; it won't happen. He's gonna he's oh. gonna get fired, and, and he's gonna lose to Spurs this weekend. And well, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to some Ole talk, and he's definitely gonna lose to Spurs this weekend. Which he's we'll, gonna ruin it. <laughs> yes. Um, but you know, jobs on the, job jobs on the line. He might be here for another decade if he wins this weekend. Uh Neil, I see your hand up. What's up? So my one point of what JD brought on is you gotta fill the seats. That was a tourist venue because people paid top dollar to see a Lionel Messi. So unless they produce another one of those, which I don't think is gonna happen. They're going to have empty seats for a while, or well, unless they start performing again. They have, I mean, Ansu Fati, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the next Messi. I'm just saying he is a top talent out of their Agreed. academy. He's nice. And then, he's and nice. then they, they bought Pe- Pedri. Um, I, he wasn't from their academy. He, they got oh. him from another. Yeah. Yeah. But he's still oh, super, oh, he super. Oh. Yeah. No, he's still super academy. young though. And a great talent. So, I mean, they, they have the ability to produce a top talent. I'm not saying the next Messi, just a top talent, but they, they, in all seriousness, they do need to bring in the right coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think, um, I forget who said it, uh, during the pod, but he didn't fit Barcelona. He did not fit Barcelona. No. He, um, I think it was probably Logan. I don't know who said it, but, um, 
We're all the same person. He just, I think you really need to bring in someone like Xavi, who at least knows the culture. Um, not to say, yeah. I mean, Ronald Koeman obviously is a Barcelona legend. Sorry, <laughs> I don't want to say he yeah, doesn't. Wait, I was going to say, did, yeah, he, yeah, he it, played it, there. Like, what? It, it's just but, a but, different but like for the current generation, I, I think he's too, he's a generation separated from what we've kind of known what the Barcelona yeah. is. So yeah. that's so, yeah, yeah, no yeah, offense yeah. to Ronald Koeman. He's one of the greatest players, one of the greatest defenders ever, scoring defenders. Yeah, man, he's got free time now. Don't talk shit. He'll find you and beat your yeah, ass. He man. has free time now. He'll fuck that you fucking, <laughs> That fucking, that fucking, I do like, I do like Neil's point, at least with like Martinez, because because like Barca have been playing a back three under Coleman. Martinez plays a back three. So at least if he comes in, there's some sort of like, I guess they're at least, they at least know how to play a back three because they've been doing it continuity. for a little while. Yeah, there's some continuity there, which would make it easier, I guess, in transition him rather than Javi, who has a whole different system. And he's never been to this level before. So, but then again, Martinez, serial underperformer. He's got like the best team in the fucking world and they've never made like any big final at all. Which he should have under like as Belgian manager at this point. No reason he shouldn't have. So I don't know. They're in a fucking terrible spot right now. I just <laughs> I just feel bad because like the writing's been on the wall for years, man. And it's just been going down and down and down and down there. And they haven't been going down swinging. They've just been going down. It's um, it's it sucks to see. I'm just imagining uh, Martinez just saying, yelling up the ticks. Come on, lads <laughs> at Barcelona. <laughs> oh man. Um, Andy or Brian, uh, I haven't heard from you guys on anything Barcelona. If you guys are good, we can move into the next subject. That's totally fine. I see Brian, you unmuted, unmuted. Do you have anything you want to say? Nah, I'm good, man. I'm mostly just here for the vibes. Honestly, Brian oh. just watches West Ham. Vibe He's check. not aware of like another <laughs> no, Literally with how busy I've been, I have not been able to watch much, but West Ham this season. So fair enough. You picked a good club a to watch. Fish team to watch. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we'll just move on to the next subject, um, which really um, we covered on the last episode, but I just want to get everyone's thoughts on probably the biggest story in the Premier League right now. What is going on with Manchester United? Um, all the posts going around is who's going to be the next manager? Ollie's getting the sack. I mean, Sir Alex Ferguson is getting flown in <laughs> to consult about this. And God, if I'm only going to that must not feel good. Does he um, not live in Manchester? Um, I just uh, assumed yeah, he. I assumed no, he still he gets did. flown in. Like you no, know, he gets flown in from his house in Manchester into Old Trafford. <laughs> he lands he's on a, the turf. Yes, he's um, got a personal helicopter from fucking Ed Woodward. He just loans yeah. in his helicopter for the he's day. Like a, a Sir Alex <laughs> helicopter. It's all red, and he gets the like, bup, 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 and he gets flown in. Yeah, it's it's a great time. Um, but anyway, uh, it's, you know the fucking principal has been called into the office. Um, and you know, you're hearing, you know, leaks and stories from like Ronaldo trying to, you know, fix the dressing room, Maguire and Shaw people getting into infighting. They're saying the locker room has lost, has completely lost Ollie now after the five nil, uh, shit pumping by Liverpool. Um, let's just go around. Oh, yeah, the room. That yes. I, that. Yeah. But you, which you can mention as well. Um, you know, I, we have several Liverpool fans here, so I'm sure they want to, you know, mention that the insane season Mohamed Salah is having. Um, but yeah, go around the room. The question I really have is, um, what is next for Manchester United? Because currently they are sticking with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and it's clear that the writing's on the wall for him. He is not the guy. So how would you go about Manchester United, who's supposed to be title contending, but they could be out of the race by the end of November and in the Europa League? That's crazy. 
that if you told me that beginning of the season with this squad, with added the addition to Ronaldo, I think that would be kind of a, uh, crazy expectation to have. So, um, anybody, the, the floor is your JD. I see your hands up. What's up? Well, yes, I am a massive Liverpool fan. So this might sound biased in, in many ways, but it, it's, it's a shame the Premier League doesn't have, you know, the draft system like the NFL does. So you can't say to a team like, like, like tank for Trevor, you know, you can't just mm. tell them like tank for Trevor. You can't say that to Manchester United. They're just going down. Not going down like relegation wise. They they they're just going. They're on a downward path, like path where it. I'm happy that they're stick sticking with Oli for now, but they need to make a serious change managerially, but also just pl- like player wise. I they have a ton of great talent on the books, but like some of the players that brought up, like you look at Jaden Sancho, where Jaden Sancho is a fantastic player, but. Clearly, he has had his opportunities this season, and he has done nothing. You look at Donny Vandebeek, who has not had his opportunities this season, and you, you need to like give him a chance. It, it, it goes 50-50. Like, you give the players that have oppor- like, that have potential a chance, and if they don't perform, you, you give the next guy a chance. And 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 Ronaldo, like he 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 at in spurts, he can be the best player in the world, like he's shown for the last 15 years. But at the same time, look at the, the Liverpool game. He did absolutely nothing except score an offside goal mm-hmm. I, and, and and kick Curtis Jones in the fucking stomach I, and and get, got a yellow for it. Oh, we're already right. moved on. You know, he's fine. But no, <laughs> whatever. Kidding, but, <laughs> but whatever. It, it, there, there's, there's bigger problems than the coach. But the first thing you can do just, just to steady the ship, if anything, is bring in someone like an Antonio Conte or a Zinedine Zidane, if he's interesting, because that, I mean, that would flip the league on its head. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the big Zidane rumor is, uh, been lingering for a little bit, a, a lot, you know, weeks prior to this game, cause it's always been almost like a Ronald Coleman situation. Like when is it going to happen? Um, and he ends up saving his job. But Brian, I see your hand is up. Um, what do you have on this whole Oli uh, at the wheel situation? Um, honestly, I think the this all boils down to, I think the Ronaldo signing was the kind of nail in the coffin. I like. I think that is the main issue here. Because if you look at the end of last season and the push that they made, um, you know, as a team under Ole, like, Manchester United fans fans are pretty happy with how um, like you know they were performing the second half of the season. So I you know Ronaldo comes in, you know the locker room changes. Obviously, of you know one of the best players you know in the world, if not the best, coming in. Um, you know, kind of almost coming at it like a LeBron standpoint, like being like, oh, I want this, I want that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's just toxic toxic for that locker room, and I think that. That's uh, honestly going to be always demise is Cristiano Ronaldo coming to this team. I think he would have probably been better off not signing him. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, 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 so I agree with you because I think it's unfair to Oli. Like he had his team set up. He had a several players they wanted to bring in. And then last minute, he has to completely change that because he was probably going to do like Rashford, Greenwood, Jaden up top, um, go through the youngster, stuff like that. And now it's like, oh, I got to completely change my formation. 
exclude Cavani, which he already figured out how to use him very well. So, yeah, I feel like, you know, that kind of threw a big monkey wrench into all these plans. Uh, Neil, I see your hand is up. Uh, What do you got? I agree with JD on the player point because Manchester United's midfield is garbage. How is Fred Brazilian? Answer that question. Man's got zero sauce. It's cabbage. No skill. Yes, he is. It's, it's cabbage. muck cabbage. He's mid. muck cabbage compared He's to mid. a nice picanha. But also, I personally have no issues with Scott McTominay, but he's just like bang average. So they need that hard steel no CDM to actually bring a stabilization to their midfield because McSauce and Fred ain't cutting it. And also, the other monkey wrench of the whole plan is, what do you do with Paul Pogba? This man is mm. starting Paul Pogba on the left wing. Like, why would you do that? And then another point with players is defense. Because man like Harry Maguire is a fridge and just does not do shit on corners sometimes. He just goes oh. ball watching. They concede so easily. He's the third, like, basement fridge that you put all your, like, long-term storage. Like, cor- like when you're shucking corn over the summer, that's you, you put oh, it in, yeah. in the basement oh, fridge, yeah. you know, for the winter. That That's Harry Maguire. I don't, yes. I don't really yes, do that. It's very relatable. Very relatable. I don't really do that at all. My, it's my, like the most Midwest thing I've ever heard in my life. My hunts <laughs> of man. corn in the fridge. Hey, man. Yes. I I'm get from it. PA. Yeah, yeah. I'm from PA. My parents have corn shucking parties. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, it's, very it's really relatable. Bad. It's very really relatable, bad. JD. It's really bad. <laughs> um, all right. Um, but no, I, I get what you're saying, Neil. And I almost feel bad for Fred and Scott McTominay because when you think about it, you have Rashford, Greenwood, Ronaldo, and Bruno going forward. You got four guys already going forward. And then next thing you know, um, Scott, McTominay, and Fred are just like, what the fuck? None of these guys are getting back. So it's just those two versus a stacked midfield. And then you got to deal with Veron out. Harry Maguire doesn't know what fucking day it is. And Luke Shaw, give him credit. He's he's trying his best out here to make up for Harry Maguire's mistakes. And But Neil, you had one more point? So the one more point I'll bring up is the Italian stallion, Antonio Conte. I think even if United bring him in, it's kind of it's similar to a Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool situation where he needs to bring in his own players and they completely establish the system. And once the system is established, they'll be off and flying. So Conte could take some time, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Ole Ole's just there for the vibes. Maybe they should just keep mm. him. Who knows? Ole's he, at the wheel. He's great. He's great with the board. I mean, the board loves him because he's just, he's not emotional. Like he's just, he's mm-hmm. like Steve Bruce at Newcastle right now. He's a pushover. <laughs> I mean, like, he's not going to talk back to them. He's uh, just going to listen to whatever they say and just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. Please don't He's like the me. puppet no, leader like, of the puppet government. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. He he's great for, you know, because, you know, the owners, all they care about is, oh, we make Champions League. We got the TV money. Oh, we're doing OK. They don't care about the titles. So, Logan, I see your hand has been up for a while. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, my OK. I, I Liverpool fan talking. I want them to keep all for the rest of his career. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. But in reality, they should fire him. Conte, I'm with Neil. Conte's the best manager available, I think, from like a managerial standpoint, from a tactic standpoint. Uh, I think Zidane would be a much better man manager because Antonio Conte is a little bit of a fucking loose cannon sometimes. I feel like he could turn into Jose Mourinho 2.0, just fucking go crazy, just yell at people, and then just get sacked within 18 months. 
or he can win them like two league titles in the Champions League. Like you don't know with that guy. He's kind of a head case, but I love Antonio Conte. Um, mm. That team currently is not good. I'm with Brian. Ronaldo makes them worse. They don't press at all in general. And Ronaldo is like, I saw a stat where he completes like two presses per 90. To put that into context, Zaha's at the top, 22 per 90. All the Liverpool's front three is in the high teens to almost 20. All the cities are in the high teens. Like, you have to press from the front in the modern game. And Manchester United as a team don't. So people could just pass it. Like, Liverpool just passed it around so much in the first half, especially in the second half after Paul Falco just decided he wanted to kill Navigata. It was just so disjointed and all over the place. Uh, Maguire, he is just – he'll have games where he looks good and he'll have games where he sucks. Luke Shaw is not a good defensive left back. He's basically a left wing back, which is another reason why I think Conte would be good for that team because they can play mm. Shaw as an actual left wing back. He won't ever have to defend, which is good for that team. Though they have to figure out who's going to play right wing back because it sure as shit not going to be Aaron Wabasaka. He is not a wing back. Not even close. If Little he played noodle, like a third, noodle leg man, yeah. If he okay. played third center back, bro, that team would be fucking filthy. And like they play like Dallow right wing back, I guess for the time being. Because I, I was saying, I don't think that Dallow is much, much worse than Victor Moses was under Chelsea. Whenever Conte won the title there, so mm. I don't think he's much worse. He he definitely is worse, but he's not like that much worse. He's not a, a terrible player. He just doesn't play, so he looks bad when he plays. It's just kind of a given at that point, but. Yeah, I, I Nick Fred doesn't work. Bruno's the only one that looks like he gives a shit whenever like they're playing, because like he he is the only one with a real high motor that all that like will always press, always put mm-hmm. in a lot of effort. The rest of the team just like McTominay just looks like a passenger. Like all these guys just look like passengers, like mm, going through the motions, kind of. Yeah, there's there's no like team cohesion there really at the most part. When it looks good, it looks good because they have a guy individually saving them. It is just kind of like vibes and hope you win FC. Like, Atlanta fucked it in the last game before the Liverpool game. Like, Atlanta should have won that game. They really bobbled it at the end of the game there. And it took a heroic effort for United to come back. And it's always been this kind of meme with, like, Manchester United. It's like, oh, they go down 2-0, then they come back 3-2. But it's like, you realize you don't have to go down 2-0 within 30 minutes every game. Like, you don't have to do that. You could just, like, not do that and then have to come back. You could just win from the start you don't have to have to have a massive team talk comeback in the second half you can just like be good the full 90 minutes but under all the good associate it just feels like they don't know how to do that so yeah he just he again with Coleman feels like he's on borrowed time at this point he's just not at this level and I want to pose a question because I saw this on Twitter and I was talking to Neil about it is there any team currently in the Premier League that would trade their manager for all even associate right now I think it's probably Norwich and no one else. Hmm. Well, I don't think anybody else would. Well, Newcastle needs a manager. So imagine that he gets the three trillion, you know, three hundred billion dollar budget and just dominates. That'd be great. Oh my um, god. Um, but yeah, That's look, I point, just have, yeah. I, I'm going to go to Andy and then Nicholas uh, next. Um, but I just had a few points uh from your point was one Antonio Conte is kind of a loose cannon and that's why I think the board might be a little weary they'll be like yeah um, yeah exactly 100% like I'm with you only we could control this guy this Italian stallion Uh this this uh 
you know, spicy meatball, you know, it might be a little tough. Um, And then second, I want to talk about the uh, Liverpool Man United game. And, you know, you guys can respond to this after I I get to Andy. I'm going to get to Andy and Nicholas, and then we can hop back to what I'm about to say about Liverpool. I didn't even think Liverpool played that great. I know it was 5-0, but I felt as though you guys would be like, yeah, we could, we've played actually better. I felt like there was just more Man United mistakes. And obviously you capitalize them clinically. Uh, but I just felt as though, you know, I've seen you guys even much better uh, compared to what the scoreline led to believe. So I'll get to your comments on Liverpool and the amazing season that they're having. But I was like, ah, I took more Man United sucked than Liverpool was firing in all cylinders. Um, but let's go to Andy. Andy, let's get back to the whole Oli conversation. Um, what 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 are you making of all this? Uh, what do you want to add? Well, Kevin, you had, you had mentioned that like the ownership seems to be pretty like relatively happy with Oli. They they seem to like him enough, and as long as he keeps qualifying for a Champions League, you don't think that there's necessarily going to be a, a big impetus for them to fire him. But it's like I, I mean, there's no guarantee that they're going to get Champions League this year. I, I'd say the top three spots of Premier League between Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City. That's a lock, whatever order it ends up being. So you're really just Man United's fighting for that fourth place. And it, there's no guarantee that they're going to get that. I mean, if teams like West West Ham's playing great, I mean, Brighton's playing great right now, I doubt they are going to keep it up that for the whole season. But you have teams like Leicester, Arsenal are coming on. <laughs> Tottenham could get their shit together. Who knows? I mean, it's there's there's a ton of teams that are going to be vying for that last, that that fourth spot. And uh, Manchester United, I I don't know. It, it, I think they have a they have a really tough run of games coming up here between I think now and the end of November. They have Tottenham this weekend, then Man City, then Watford, then Chelsea, and then Arsenal. Like that's I mean, if they if they do poorly in that run of games, like they, mm. they could already be out of the, plus the Champions League with Atalanta again. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. that's an away so, game too. So that's going to be rough. <laughs> So I mean, they, by by the end of November, they could be at the outside looking in on that that fourth spot. So I think if the league, you know, or if the the ownership wants to guarantee that they're in Champions League next year, they, you know, I don't think they can give Ole much time. Like the fact that he's still in charge there is already pretty incredible after that after that drubbing they took this weekend. So mm-hmm. I, you know, if they if they if they lose to Tottenham this weekend, I th- I think he's got to be out. I don't, especially with how Tottenham's playing. I don't think you can. I don't think you can just say you know, we'll give him another couple of games or whatever. If they lose to Tottenham after, after that Liverpool display, he has to be gone. Yeah. I mean, everyone's calling this El Sakiko. So whoever loses Nuno or Oli, they are, they are donezo. So, but Nicholas, you've been very patient. Um, So I appreciate you hanging around. Uh, You know, I'm not trying to be biased just because you're a Bundesliga guy. I know I got all these prem, these premier, these premier lads around me um but yeah your boy Jaden sancho abandoned you went to man U. so i feel as though you might have some choice words for this club and watching his poor form might might get, i see a smile there a little bit so yeah uh go on what are your thoughts on the whole Oli uh man U situation so ollie's a complete idiot okay this man <laughs> so i i heard today this is what i heard that there are rumors that he told the team to just press there was nothing else to it. He just went out there and said, you know, figure it out. Go press. What does that do for a kid like Greenwood who has never been taught how to press in the Premier League? He doesn't know what he's doing. What does that do for a guy like Sancho who lives off pressing? That's what he learned at Dortmund. He learned how to press, how to track back, how to hit on the counter and play your forwards in. With a team like Manchester United 
and we had a discussion on the Discord in in chat with I had a discussion with some Manchester United fans who told me, "Well, we just need a six. You got the best number nine in the world in Ronaldo. You got of of the transfer window at least. You got the best winger of the transfer window in Sancho. You got arguably the best center back of the transfer window in the guy from Real Madrid. I'm blanking on his name. Veron, right Veron, yeah, you're good. Veron, you got the best. In those positions, you already have Pogba, who's an 8-10. You have McFred, who are arguably, you know, not great, but they're average. They can get you to an ending point, right? They can get you to, they can get you from point to point. They aren't going to, you know, they're not going to go out there and score goals. They're not going to go out there and give you assists, but they're going to, they're going to shield your back. And McFred will at least shield your back line. McTominay, he hides. This man hides from passes. He does not want to take a (laughs) pass. He's a passenger. He's a passenger. He, he just he literally he he man marks people in the six position. So he man marks while he's a, while he's a six, and he does not want well they have the ball, not while they don't have the ball. He man marks <laughs> in possession. Oh, he totally does. So okay, and so I'm a, I'm a big tactics guy, and I just look at this and I go, Ollie, what are you? He's it is vibes FC. He sends them out there, and they, he goes. I don't know, guys, figure it out. And he plays, I mean, Pogba on the left wing. You could play Pogba in the 10 slot. McFred, you have Jaden say, I mean, you don't need Ronnie. I don't know. Just the the whole direction of the entire club is just misdirected. You have Ali who stays there. If you get Conte in, I mean, Conte can somewhat put something together here. Like they were talking, I mean, I didn't even think of Delo. Delo and Shaw would be perfect wing backs. They would be, they, they have the back three. They have Varane, they have fridge they have Laporte, <laughs> uh, not not laporte they have lindelof they have center back lindelof yeah wrong wrong manchester and they have these guys and they have they have they could play one of mcfred they could play either scott or or fred in that sixth slot and have a five midfield people two forget up front. about him <laughs> you could have a two up front with cavani and and ronnie or cavani and rashford or rashford and ronnie and you got these really cool combinations and you could play pogba in his position in his position, which is left mid in a in a midfield five. I I just I look at this and I go, you have all these players, you have a perfectly, you know, almost perfectly designed squad. I mean, outside maybe a better six, but you have the sixes. I mean, it's not like you don't you're a void of a six. You have the sixes. And mm. I just look at this and I go, I'm a Dortmund fan, and we're always missing something, and we still find a way to win the cup last year when we mm. literally changed managers in the middle of the season. I don't, I don't just, how much more, how much more time do you need to figure this out? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I totally agree. I feel like a lot of Manchester United fans and I even said to Martin on the pod and, you know, he's not here to speak for himself, but he'd even admit, be like, this squad should be doing much better. We can't keep using the lack of a number six when you have so much built elsewhere around here. I mean, De Gea, even looking like prime De Gea again, you even got the goalkeeper sorted again, it feels like. And uh, I don't know. It, uh, it's it's time for Ollie, but Logan, you have your hand up. What's up? Yeah, and, and this can also transition into Liverpool talk as well. But I just want to piggyback off of what Nick said, and it, he he put it perfectly. Like, yes, you need like a six, you need a DM, but if you have to have like a hundred million pound player at every fucking position, you know what the problem is? It's not the players; it's the manager. If you have mm. to have like the best player at every fucking position to contend for top four, there's a bigger problem here. It's not the players. It's just not the players. Like, fucking... 
it's so annoying because like you see all these good managers get to like have success with just terrible players. Like we made a Champions League final with fucking Lovren in the back line, Alberto Moreno at left back for a good part of the season. Like you can still perform well with not good players at certain positions. It's fine. If you're a good manager, you can get over it. It's just it it it, it was your goalie in like, that game. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, anyway. He was concussed. He was concussed. Another point though. We also had fucking James Milner in that game too. Like it, if you're a good manager, you can you can make up for it. And it's like he it also feels like he bought James Sancho with no fucking idea on how to play him. Like every time I watch James Sancho, I'm just like, why he is he just not doing use him? Yeah, he doesn't know how to tactically use him. The, the, the Sancho is perfectly designed to press. Perfectly. I mean, this you go back and watch his Dortmund stuff. He is designed to win the ball high up the pitch and play it into a forward. It could be Cavani, it could yeah. be Ronaldo. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. And they just bought him because they felt like they had to. They're just they're just shirt sale FC. That's all they are. They just bought Ronaldo to sell shirts. They bought Sancho to sell shirts. They bought Brandon to sell shirts. That's all they do. But anyway, Kevin, we can. Let's move on to something that I want to talk about. Let's talk about Liverpool. Liverpool. It, feels, it, it feels good. It feels um, I, it feels good to talk about Liverpool in a good way after last year. A return. Season. A return it after almost, last year, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to kind of get my like Liverpool 1920 swagger back a little bit because I'm feeling good about, about the team. And to answer your question, we didn't shift out of like fourth gear, like that whole game, because we didn't need to. Like there's quotes like Jurgen Klopp literally said after the game that we like took it easy on them after they went down to 10 minutes. Like yeah. we, we held back because it was, it just got ugly and like, they just stopped giving a fuck after Pogba went out. Um, deservedly, in my opinion. It was just, it was a great performance from us. I, I'm so glad that Navi Kata's fit and healthy. I think he's an exceptional midfielder and he works so well in, in the team. Uh, cannot take out his second start of the season. Looked incredible. That kid's going to be unbelievable at center back. He is so good. And the team has the best player in the world right now. And Salah, the whole front three and Jota are all firing whenever they play. It's just, it's so, it's so good to watch Liverpool play again and feel like we're one of the best teams in the league again. It's, it's nice. Towards the end of last year, it, it was really hard to watch some games because we just didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And now it's like, it feels, it, it feels good again, but. Man, I do feel like we caught Manchester United at a terrible time. And it was it was a recipe for a disaster, I think, for Manchester United with our form and their form. It just kind of felt like this was inevitable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just seemed like the perfect storm, like you were saying. The Manchester United mm-hmm. went in there, you know, they're pretty much playing at an away stadium based on the record there. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, I'll go around the room right now. We are about, we are nine... Out of 38 matches, so we'll say this is match week 10 coming up. So we're about a fourth, quarter of the way. Yeah, we're one-fourth of the way through the season. Um, I like to go That's around cool. the room, and maybe people can say like what their favorite or biggest surprise of the season is um, or what they're most pleased with. I mean, the mm. floor is your, guys. I kind of want to wrap this up and kind of just go around and hear from each of you some more because I love hearing your voices. This is a great time. And, you know, this is your show. I'm just here to just make sure we don't get out of control and Neil starts talking about gluck glucks and 9,000s and shit. So I don't know. I, I got to make sure I keep everything, you know, uh, you know, respectable. Uh, it's, so it's, Neil. It's, it's Glurk Glurk. Oh, Glurk Glurk. McTwisty 3000. Gluck Gluck. 
Oh, Gluck Gluck. I'm hearing mixed things. I'm it, getting it, it, reports. Gork Gork. Kind of like a regional dialect, I think. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how we oh, all have accents. It's just kind of right. like that. Like I've seen Dune and I understand there's different, you know, languages. I mean, well, it, it depends. Yeah. It depends how much is in your mouth at the time when you say it. Didn't he say we weren't going to talk about this? <laughs> here we are. I'm here to make sure we all respect each other and, you know, uh, we get a nice show. So I, I think we, we're still on that. So, <laughs> Neil, you, Kevin. Uh, yep. Yep. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Um, deserved. Neil. All right. I see your hand is up. Uh, what's up, my friend? It's time to spew some propaganda. Aaron fucking Ramsdale. I thought it was going to be at least half a season, maybe a year until he got the starting job from Leno, but he's coming with authority. That man does not give a shit. If he has to chew out one of his center backs, his left back or right back, he will do it. And his distribution has been fantastic. So when we signed him for that big fee, a lot of people scrutinized the signing. And I, my initial opinion was He he got relegated twice. He's young for a goalkeeper, bro. He's, he's still got relegated twice. Oh, yeah, look at the fucking teams he was playing on. He's playing on that shitty uh, Sheffield team. I think it was also a Bournemouth when they got relegated. Like, nah, Aaron Ramsdale, string of bad luck. Bussin. Yeah, string of bad luck. Uh, and he only has more to offer. I think he's going to improve more. Man, like Aaron Ramsdale. Okay, I like that. Yeah, he's been a big part of uh, this Arsenal resurgence. I believe we're eight games undefeated, six games undefeated right now. We've yeah. had a pretty good run. Pretty, pretty it, might, it might be seven in all competitions with that cup game yesterday. Yeah, I think it's something like where I'm like, whoa, that, that came fast after that Man City uh, bludgeoning. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't complain as an Arsenal fan right now. Um, Andy, did you want to add something? Maybe your favorite I, part or your disagreeing of Neil that Ramsdale's awesome. I, yeah, I, cool. I, I was, was going to say, just to expand on what Neil said, just Arsenal's back line as a whole has actually been it has been surprising to me just considering how piss poor our defense has been in recent years or at least how shaky it looked. I know I think last year our defensive numbers weren't terrible, but if you ever watched Arsenal play. I feel like they, they just got lucky a bunch. I mean, this year, I mean, you, they bring in Ben White, they bring in Aaron Ramsdale, they bring in uh, uh, the right back, whose name escapes me right now. Tommy uh, Asu. Tommy Asu, yes. I've been fantasy. I mean, and I mean, they just look, their defense is completely transformed. They looked, they looked super solid. I mean, Gabrielle playing like a top defender. Ben White, I know he started shaky, then he got COVID, comes back. I mean, he's he's going to be under a lot of scrutiny because of that price tag, but I mean, he's playing well. And I mean, you saw it in Aston Villa, like he, he he's not just a defender. I mean, he he's a very technically skilled player. He can carry the ball forward. He made like a 50 yard run with the ball. And I think to start the second half yesterday or uh, in the, the game against Villa. So, I mean, they, they, they look like they have a pretty solid defense. Uh, so as long as everybody can stay healthy, I think their defense has taken kind of far. And I, I hope everybody stays healthy because if you look at it, they don't really have a lot of solid depth in any of those positions uh, outside of maybe left back with because uh, Tavares looks like he's going to be a pretty good player. Um, so hopefully, you know, him and Tierney can push each other for that starting spot. But yeah, if, if White, Gabrielle, and uh, Tomiyasu stay healthy and, and Ramsdale stays healthy, I, you know, it's, it's a solid defense for Arsenal going forward. And it's one that they could have for 10 years. I mean, every everybody back there is... I think 23, 24, or younger. Super young, yeah. It's really young. So there's a, you know, 
you can say what you want about Arsenal, but there's, I think there's a lot to look forward to just given the age profile of most of the team. Yeah, I got to agree. I mean, obviously you have Saka, ESR looking phenomenal. Um, and then you have some of our older players, you know, Lacazette playing like he's fighting for a contract because he is and Aubameyang. Yeah, you know, who has more goals than Lukaku. I just want to, I've said that on the last pod. I will keep saying that on every pod till Lukaku finally comes back from injury and blows 10 goals past him. But um, let's go to Nicholas. Um did you want to add, you want to say something nice about Arsenal or would you prefer to just give your favorite part of the season or what, what are you feeling? It's up to you. You can well, say whatever gonna, you want. I'm going to do, bo- do both real quick. So I totally agree with the whole backline thing. I said this to Neil. I said, give it like a year or two. I think Arsenal is going to be very good. I just art. As long as they give our some time, that. I think Arteta's got some, he's got some magic in there. I mean, he's put together a pretty, pretty young squad. That's got some very good potential. I'm doing the Italian hands for Neil. Yeah, you really um, are, though. And, uh, you know, I, I really see that. I really see what Andy's saying. I really agree with Neil. I mean, I, I was a huge doubter of the goalkeeper purchase um, just because Leno, I believe, is an incredible goalkeeper. But, I mean, guess Salomon. You know, Salomon, you'll get a ton of money for him um, to pay for the contracts for your young players. Um, so, I guess my my biggest surprise, and I'm going to stick with, like, off a Premier League theme, um, Jude Bellingham. I don't know if any of you saw the goal that he scored this weekend. yes. It was, was Messi esque. It was Messi esque. He goes yeah, past. He go so Marco Royce, my favorite player, takes the ball down masterfully, plays it back to Jude. Jude goes past three players and then chips the goalie. I I don't know what he's gonna go for. I mean, we'll find the next one. I'm not worried about it. We'll sell him. I no problem. We will find the next Jude Bellingham. But this kid, I don't know who he's gonna go to in the prem, but he's gonna be. He's he will be more costly than Sancho because he has no no buyout clause nothing and I can't imagine what the money is going to be for this kid I don't think he's going to go to City I think he's more Liverpool I think Liverpool is going to look and sell something in the midfield or maybe Jordan Henderson comes to the end of the life in a couple years because we're going to keep Bellingham for probably at least another year I don't know what the plan is but I think he's a Liverpool guy I think he maybe goes to City I know I just said he probably won't but maybe Maybe, I mean they they're kind of stacked in the midfield, so I just don't see it. But um, he is well, he is trying, the num- uh, he is a number eight. Well, they're trying. I, I, great shout! I fucking love Bellingham, and he's only what eighteen? Like yes. something ridiculous. Yeah, that's, yeah. He's it's unreal how good he does, is. He started for us last year at seventeen. Does Dortmund retire his jersey when he goes? <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, man! Don't make fun of them like that. Oh um, man, no, that's no. Tough. I mean he's he's nowhere near as good as some of the guys on the team i mean torgan hazard is clearly the better hazard at this point um hot take Ooh, it's crazy, and but uh, it's true and, and I mean, he's about half the weight he's about half the weight <laughs> a few less spend his hours at the burger Jeez, game. bro golly yeah no. i mean just I, I don't feel bad i don't feel my bad man's gotta shaming. eat my man's gotta yeah. eat don't be no, hazard hey. built like a whiskey barrel it, it, it's, o- it's only it's wide. only fat it's only fat shaming until they make three hundred thousand euros a week <laughs> Yeah, then I don't feel bad. Then I don't feel bad. <laughs> and play for Real Madrid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. But, um, but Bonky, since I have you here, uh, Nicholas, uh, Bonky, Nicholas Badger, um, I just want to ask, um, where's Holland going? What's up with him? I know he just recently got a knock. He might be out till Newcastle. Uh, beginning of next year yeah newcastle he's rumored he's going to the hospital um, bed right hey. now um <laughs> heartbreaking i mean i mean the big thing is every, everyone is saying man city uh because they decided to go for holland instead of you know trying to go with kane 
Um, I don't know how true that is, but I've heard rumors. But uh, w- what are you thinking about Holland? What are your what are your current thoughts on him and his future? So I guess it depends on who's manager at a different a lot of different places. I know Pep's kind of on the border. He's on the fence. I know. Um, you know, obviously Ollie is a huge question mark. That's probably not even going to be the case. It's not going to be Ollie. It's going to be somebody else. Conte comes in. Conte likes a Lukaku side player. What is Holland? Holland is a better Lukaku. He does everything that Lukaku does, but doesn't have the fridge touch. So, um, you know, I mean, Lukaku is probably better at heading. I mean, I guess it's give and take, but I guess I see it. He's going to go to a top six. It's not going to be a Newcastle, you know, big money signing just because they have the money. Yeah, obviously. But you know, it's, it's, I don't see, I don't, obviously Barcelona, no chance in my opinion. Um, Real Madrid's an outside shot. If they don't get Mbappe, if Mbappe decides to be weird and do something different, I mean, I know Mbappe wants to go to Real Madrid, but you know, things fall through. Um, I see him going, I think I would say my top three places are Real Madrid city, just cause they need a striker. They have no one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Spurs get the money they want for Kane, outside shot. That's what I would say. Outside shots. Oh, oh my god! I'm shocked. No, I've heard no, Chelsea. No. I thought Chelsea would be higher. Andy, Andy I've, just I've heard... Andy just left his chair. Chelsea, <laughs> Andy just walked out on that. Chelsea one. Chelsea has disrespected Dortmund a lot over the Holland stuff. So I guess I mean I guess mm. if they buy him out because it's a buyout clause, maybe. But. It's got to be up to it's up to Holland, I guess, at the end of the day. And I, I think he's he's going to want to go wherever, whatever the best, whatever the best team to make the Champions League. If City buys him out, which they probably will, it's probably going to be City. Holland to Liverpool. I guess. Don't I don't know. see Liverpool at all because Liverpool, don't Liverpool, even has, this, bro. Liverpool they, they, has Delta they, they, and Firmino. And I mean, I know they're not strikers, but necessarily. But <laughs> no, I just don't see it. I just no, I know it. they can't. They can't afford his wages. No wages. Um, yes, I was going to say they, they can't afford it. They won't. They, they won't. They won't. Yeah. They can. Yeah, we they can. Won't. No, we're, good we're thing you bring that up because no one can afford his wages because allegedly Mino wants this man on nine hundred fifty thousand euros yes. a week. Yeah. Who it, can afford that? Newcastle. Case closed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Liverpool could. Liverpool could. They just won't. Come, yeah. Hey, Holland, come here and play with Miguel Amaron behind you. It'll be great. We swear. Hey, also, we're I mean, totally getting Mbappe. Ryan, hey, Ryan, Ryan Frazier, don't don't disrespect Ryan Frazier like Shut that. The fuck up about he is Ryan the be- he is the best winger on Newcastle's books. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything else. All right, well, He's let me. Not- we're not going to debate Newcastle and who their best winger is. We but, should all come um, back on and talk about like like the Newcastle situation as a whole because it's just. There's so much to unpack right now. What's going on? Yeah, I, I I thought about bringing that up, but I mean, you could we could just make a whole special just called yeah. The we Newcastle should Pod. we should come back if if you know if the people want, we'll happily come back and just talk about Newcastle. Yeah, I feel like that would be you know because me and Martin are big dum dums, so I'd prefer to have some no more. no um, come on, well, Martin, well, Martin. I mean. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean I, I fucking love that guy. I can't wait to go down to North Carolina and visit him. But he and, never he never joins these Discord pods. No, why is, he's why is he's, that? Take, he's either taking apart a car, putting it back together, or setting one on fire. I don't know. It's one or, of or is it maybe? Or is it maybe Only because he's not two. he's not in the Discord? Yeah, I mean maybe he's bonky he's number spirit. two or three that joined earlier. I don't know. I he's he he moves we'll in silence. Know. Um. But yeah, we'll do a Newcastle pod. We'll do that. That would be a lot of fun. Maybe Hell sometime yeah. next week. 
um, see how everyone's doing, maybe get some new faces in here, some returning faces. But uh, Brian, I haven't gotten to you, um, our residential West Ham fan. So I figured that would be what you want to talk about, the um, essentially insane season that uh, David Moyes is having, David Moyes. Uh, what what are what's your favorite part of the season, and is it just West Ham? Um, I mean, it's definitely West Ham, but as a whole, like in league play, in cup play, and in Europa League, um, I think I think the fact that right now Mark Noble has a chance of lifting the Europa League trophy not a, not a huge <laughs> chance, but he has a chance. Um, is, is he playing? Incredible. Uh, he, he played. He played in the last Europa League match. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, he, I he's been, been playing cup him. games, but like he played today, he made his uh, penalty. Uh, thank God. Of um, course. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think um, a couple of shows though. One, obviously, David Moyes, like what he's done to the squad over you know a season and a half, or, you know, is absolutely insane. Like that team was facing relegation. We stayed up by a point. Comes up, gets us into Europa League. Right now, we're sitting in fourth. And we also have not conceded a goal in three Europa League matches and just beat Manchester City in the Carabao Cup, which is, you know, essentially their cup. Their cup. Their cup. Yeah, yeah, the last five seasons, they formed so. this shit and they're like, oh, it's a big trophy. And you guys the Guardiola smacked them out yeah. of it. It is, yeah, the and, and, and I think you're that, doing like, God's work, Brian. You're doing God's work <laughs> from, and then you know, from there, it kind of just trickles down. Like, he's brought in so many great players. I mean, he's turned Mikel Antonio t- into just an absolute threat up top. I mean, he's he's still if, scoring, yeah. I, I can't mean, believe if, it. If if so, he's the best English striker in the Prem right now. Good thing I got him on my fantasy team. If Salah wasn't having just you know an absolute insane year, I'd say be you know going for the golden boot, but um. You know, I, and then you know, bringing Kurt Zuma this year, I think he's been the most one of the most underrated signings in the yeah, entire league. Been a tank, he's bro. been a brick shit house in the back. Like, <laughs> who the fuck's Harry Kane? Who the fuck's Harry Kane? Like, he didn't do shit last week. It, it, it's just all these plays that he's had come in. The culture that he's built has been an absolute pleasure to watch, and it, it's it gives me like really. Um, I don't think any of you guys are Sox fans, but uh, real like 04 like Sox vibes um, mm. from this team. Just like very likable team. Very, they all really enjoy playing with each other and for their manager and for their club. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see if they can hold hold this out uh, and build from this for years to come. But um, yep, that's pretty much all I have to say. Mm. Going back to the 04 socks, are you Jimmy Fallon from Fever Pitch in this situation? Can I be your, <laughs> can I be your uh, Drew Barrymore? Uh, you can be my uh, Drew Barrymore, Kevin. <laughs> you already are my Drew Barrymore. Which, again, fun Ooh. fact, the original Fever Pitch was based on the English comedy about Arsenal, about a man obsessed with Arsenal. So very good film. Very good huh. film. Um <laughs> Logan, uh, that was my fun fact. Hey, uh, Logan, um, <laughs> thanks. Uh, I will finish off. Uh, I'm gonna finish you off. Yeah, I will finish off with you. I finally, um, oh, edge him, edge him, edge him. No, Just please, ruined orgasm. I can't take, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> um, it's my favorite thing this season. There's like all the top transfers have just kind of flopped, like Ronaldo has flopped, Sancho has flopped, Varane's been kind of. shit. Lukaku's been a little iffy. He's been hurt, but whenever he's played, he had a couple good runs. He's been shit. Jack Grealish has been shit. Yeah, Grealish has sucked. Um, I guess technically, like Odegaard's one of the top signings. Odegaard's really young, it, but like those like top guys, 
they've all kind of sucked. Like, like Grealish has been very underwhelming. Lukaku has been a little underwhelming, but again, he's been hurt. So I'm not really going to hold it against Lukaku that much. Um, all the big talk about Kane. Kane's been shit too. He should not look good as well. He should have moved. Even if he would have moved though, it's, I don't know how, how good he would have played. Also, I think he's taking his, I think he's playing shit on purpose so he can take his value so he can be sold. That's my like odd take theory that mm. I think is going on. Well, Cause well, I mean, well, like yeah. there's, I, there's no I reason wanted- it should be this bad. I was just going to say, I think it's kind of funny that I haven't even, that's actually a really good point because we hype this up as the craziest transfer window yeah. and of it's all been time. Disappointing. It's been the greatest transfer. Messi, who's struggling in league. Ooh, and yeah, at least scoring been wise. Shit too, uh, like Ronaldo. No yeah. Everybody. Um, and all these marquee signings, which everyone thought would bring them up to this crazy level. Not that these clubs aren't doing well, but that's actually a very interesting point that we, it's like, Oh, well, let's check in on these signings that we all made yeah. such a big deal with that. I made a million, you know, uh, what's it called? Memes on Instagram. I didn't make you them. Didn't I stole make them. Oh, you, you didn't yeah. make. You didn't <laughs> make them. Oh my god! god. <laughs> All right, guys, fucking relax. Quote, fucking to relax. quote Soldier Boy, he copied my whole fucking flow. FBI <laughs> opened the fuck up. Drake, Drake. Yeah, Kevin just uh, a yoink merchant. He just yoinks fucking everybody. Kevin, shit. the type of guy. He's the type of guy. He is the type of guy to just yoink someone else's shit and be like, this is mine now. He is his, the other Greta Van Vliet. Yo, his, we should his, thumb, his thumb is, is is bruised from holding it down on his fucking phone screen to hit that save button. I hey, man. Oh, we it, should it do works, works. Uh, a roast of Kevin from Lads. Like an actual, oh my like, God. Wait, like wait, wait, wait. Like, yes. session. No, I in, in, in January at the, at, the, at the Lads meetup. Yo, at the yeah, we'll up. get a microphone. We'll record it, and I'll, we'll just get the yeah, roast the shit out of me. I'll bring my computer. I got, I got Logic, <laughs> and I got the multi-face interface. We can do like multiple mics. Oh my god! Oh, we can do the roast of Kevin. He's got a lads. webcam too. I yeah, do I'll also be, have I'll a be webcam. Down under the phone, a friend category because I'll be drunk uh, at a wedding and I'll make some shit up. Don't the worry. The roast uh, of Kev from Lads. Oh my yeah. god! We'll we'll get it. We'll get it live. Yeah, it'll be that would break the soccer podcast universe world <laughs> i think other uh that, what's it called? like oh, go i can't think of i was just saying i can't think of like any other like big surprises this season for me maybe brighton i'm really happy no, brighton, brighton. brighton not brighton brentford come on yeah brentford, no. brentford no, i kind of i was I impressed know. i kind of like saw i if, out of all the teams to come up and pull the sheffield i like brentford was easily like the team to do it and they they've been but awesome but they're just st- really but still to watch yeah you can expect it but still it's crazy Dude, any brighton, team coming brighton's up like and- brighton like stays up by like a point every year like that's yeah. way more of a surprise like brentford like came in with an absolute like uh, like ivan tony is insane like they're they're offensively they were so good that they were gonna pull leads they were gonna pull sheffield it was just it seemed too obvious to me that they were gonna do that Think, it's still surprising think, every every time. And they beat Tony Arsenal. Their, their, People forget their biggest is their top score. I don't even know if Tony's your top score. Let me look this up. Let me fact. I, I don't think he is. Uh no, it's it's Brian Mbebu. Oh, Mbebu. Yeah, he's, That's he's a weird fantastic. last name. Also, yeah, Leeds yeah. Leeds like hovering in seventeenth above the relegation zone. So yeah, they're they missing. Kind of no, they're missing Dan Bamford. Dan James has been a They're missing Rafinha. He's been kind of shit. Like I like. I kind of was was really hyped about like the other day James transfer, but he's been underwhelming as fuck too. I'm just happy that like Brighton are like actually like scoring because they were they were very good last year. G Mertens, I mean, we, we saw this coming. They XG were XG merchants. Yeah, that, 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 that yeah, they that were like seventh. 
That Neil Mopay. Y'all, y'all love Neil Mopay. Con, 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 con. He's a big Arsenal. He's oh, very well beloved in the uh, Arsenal community, as we've <laughs> just heard. I'm, yeah, I'm because the, really... the goalkeeper he injured isn't even starting. So why, why do you guys That's hate him point. anymore? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've also well, been really, really happy with uh, Syria, how Syria has been playing out because Juve's been shit. So like Milan and Napoli are like fighting for it right now. And I hope one of them wins wins it. Mm-hmm. I hope one of them wins Syria. I want to see Milan back on the top in Syria. I want someone that doesn't really follow the league. Yeah, or Napoli. I'm cool with either of them. Like, I'm really Florio, I'm cool with either. Right, Neil? We'll do it for Florio. Oh, whole lot of gobble ghoul on the table, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> guys, uh, with that, I just want to say thank you to Logan, JD, Andy, Neil, Nicholas, and Brian uh, for hanging out for this Discord special. Yeah. Um, Please go back to the beginning if you want to find out, you know, what these guys are doing. We got JD with the EPL boys. We got other people, uh, Nicholas writing for the lads website and all these guys are contributors because they're in the discord. Yeah. So um, I really just, you know, appreciate all you guys. And uh, yeah, thank you again for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. No, thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin, scrumptious right now. Oh, guys. guys Scrumptious stuff. To... All right. I'm going to stop recording. Love you. Peace <laughs> out. I'll be your dream. I'll be your wish. I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope. I'll be your love. Be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath. Truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong. I will be faithful. Because I'm counting on a new Certainty that we're surrounded by the comfort.